All right, hey, hey, hey. Here we are, Anthony Fantano here, the internet's busiest music nerd, coming back at you with a brand new episode of of our once defunct, kind of lazy, on its deathbed, the Needle Drop Podcast. And uh, what 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 is bringing this podcast back from the dead? It's a very special episode. It's a follow up episode of something I I at one point had hoped to turn into a series, but I but we forgot to do one last year. Yes, I remember we did. I remember we did one at the very end of 2015. And mm-hmm. here we are at the start of 2017, a little late on this one, uh, but we're going to be talking about, and, and I'm glad that maybe we gave a little time because the, the hip hop landscape has changed a little bit. I feel like we have all new artists here to talk about and the artists who were on the last list that we, that we discussed, um, they've put out new material. They've kind of changed a little bit. We, we've all grown and we have different perspectives now. We've all, you know, grown a little wiser, fatter, older, um, so hopefully, uh, uh, you know, we can we can bring some some fresh views on. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that ho- that that was not I wasn't trying to reference that Drake album, but we're, we're going to talk <laughs> about that. Um, having said that, uh, this episode, uh, Mr. D respect and I are going to be talking about the 10 worst rappers out right now. Who are the 10 worst rappers? Well, I went on social media and I asked you guys, and these artists who we're going to be talking about in this list, these are the ones that you guys said to me the most. These are the ones that got the most mentions. These are the ones that got referenced to me the most. These are the worst rappers on the planet right now. D, are, are you are you psyched to, to go through this list? I, I, I am so ready. Some would even <laughs> say I was even born ready. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what some people would say. I'll 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 quote Lady Gaga and say I was born this way. I wasn't I was born this way. All right, let's talk about an artist who was not on the last list. Uh, a relatively new artist in terms of hype and relevancy. A Mr. Kodak Black. Now I've reviewed this guy. I I've put out some negative points of view on on this, this man's music. What what are your thoughts generally on Kodak Black? Lyrical miracle or just hysterical? Just hysterical, <laughs> but he's he's getting a, a a huge boost now because he's currently in prison. Uh, what can again. you say? Yeah. Oh, again, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was a a, a probation uh, violation. Um, wh- what I can say about Kodak Black is that I can say that if we set this out by like degrees, he would be somewhere in the the second half of coherent you know, coherent voices where I can make out what he's saying. Mm. Um, and that's all the credit that I can give him pretty much. Mm. That's all I can really say about him. I mean, uh, I've, I've more, I paid, paid attention more to Kodak's antics more than I have his music. I've seen him on Facebook live when his phone fell and he's, you know, when ex- exposed his junk, uh, his relationship with, uh, with the catch me outside girl, which has been a treat to, to to witness have you been aware of this no, only partially aware only partially aware well sir if you're familiar with jay-z and beyonce you ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> is uh is 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 chris hansen trying to trying to locate their uh their their whereabouts right. right now she is about 13 14 right how old is he he's he's what 20 21 yeah oh oh okay that that's this, this podcast just took a dark turn yeah, Chris huh. Hansen isn't going to step into the recording studio or something or step onto the music video set and just be like, yeah. hey. And you know what's funny? I saw that Dr. F- or I saw the Dr. Phil episode, the follow-up episode mm-hmm. that she was on. And 
it's so funny because they, they took her to a they took her to a ranch with uh, farm animals and horses and stuff. And apparently this ranch markets itself as a place where you could take troubled kids and like scared um, straight but in, on a farm it's not so much scared straight it's like you know you you it's it's really hugged straight you know you love them straight <laughs> um and it, it was pretty funny because like that attitude that 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 drawl that she talks in that slang that she talks in the second that she got to ride a horse it all melted away and mm. she was just talking like an average teenage perky white girl um, so it's like, you know, it's, it's totally a put on, it's totally something that she just puts on for attention or because she thinks it's cool. I'm not entirely sure why, uh, but it's yeah. totally an act and it's, it's something that sh- clearly she will drop at the hat at the chance to ride a horse. Uh, but ha- having said all that, um, Kodak Black, I kind of agree with you. I mean, as far as like mumble rappers go, if, if we'll use that term without triggering anybody, uh, mm-hmm. Because there are some people, you know, who take a uh, personal offense to that term, and I don't, fu- I don't fully agree with every application of that term. But as far as like rappers who you would label that, and I think Kodak does kind of fall under that umbrella. Uh, he's not the worst of the worst. He's not the most unintelligible of them out there. I can kind of see the appeal because he does have a unique sound. I mean, I guess I know Kodak on the mic when I hear him. But the thing is, everything that makes him uh, a unique voice right now really annoys me like the squeakiness of his voice Mm -hmm. the whininess of his voice the tinniness just the tone of his voice and just how lazy and really kind of lifeless he sounds on the mic most of the time he sounds high out of his fucking mind when he records and that's the appeal i guess that's the appeal but it's part of what just kind of annoys me because when i'm listening to an artist I love hearing something exciting. I love hearing something that just jumps off the mic, jumps out of the mix at me. You know, I love hearing uh, like somebody who takes an aggressive tone on a track. Um, you know, I, I love hearing that. And Kodak just seems so lazy to me. And I, I guess that's sort of why he got so many mentions. You know, like I could see that those sort of working against him in the eyes of other people. But, uh, you know, as as far as like if 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 this style of rap music is all you listen to because you're younger and you're coming up and you just want to be on what's trendy and what's new and what's hot and you know what's what's what everybody else is listening to like he certainly sounds different mm-hmm. yeah but i mean i i guess if anything makes him one of the worst rappers right now it's just his lazy delivery his sloppy flow his annoying voice his substances his 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 very i guess the blatant lack of substance in his lyrics i've heard some people like you know reference some of his verses and be like here look at this one line i pulled out of it he he makes some comment on how hard his life is or how bad the streets are or something like that and it's like okay it's you know fair but that's like one somewhat observant reflective line out of like Right, you can just like a sea of like yeah. you know, uh, uh, I, I guess a uh, uh, rap raps equivalent to chicken scratch. Right, a broken clock. Sure. Right, is at least you know two times a day. Have you seen the the tunnel vision video? Oh God, yes. The tunnel vision video is similar to that run the jewels video. Mm. Uh, it, it is a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the cop chasing uh, chasing the guy. Yeah, and just the um, ongoing struggle. Yeah, yeah, but but, I, but what I felt, what I thought, but what I thought was so funny about that is just like 
how little anything Kodak is saying had to do with that video. Yes, with that, with it, nothing. It's like, you know, there's clearly a, like a bold political statement being made here with the visuals here, but it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, what he's what he's rapping and what he's singing, if you could even call it that, is just like so on what he's typically rapping about. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a, the idea of you can separate the visuals from the audio. Maybe there's people who are just really into watching that video and delving into the social commentary of the images and Kodak Black is just working as background music that has nothing to do with the images. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've gotten complaints from people who watch the reviews who, you know, might watch me tear apart a song that Kodak might put together or something on a similar level. And, you know, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll come at me and just be like, dude, like, don't you ever just vibe to something, you know? Like, do you always got to be thinking about what you're listening to? And it's why like, do you always have to think? And ugh, I mean, I know that's kind of a, a an insulting way of framing what the person was saying, but that's essentially what they were getting at. And the thing is, like, I mean, I kind of get it. You know, if you're looking for something that's just kind of background music, something you can get high to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess it works. You know, it's fine. Um, but but the thing is, like, I don't know if if, if I'm reviewing something. You know, I mean, I think you kind of go into it understanding that, hey, guys, listen, I mean, I'm going to actually think about this, you know, like I'm going to be critical of it. I can't just do I can't just put up a video and be like, hey, you know, it sounded pretty good in the background. Ten out of ten, bitch. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe somebody can come up as a reviewer and sort of review things from that perspective, like how great things sound in the background. But what, I, I would give this a, a, a background score of a nine. But once I started paying attention to it, it easily dropped to a five. Anything gets a background score of nine. Uh, most things do. Anything does. <laughs> a lot of things do. You yeah. know, I, I would say that, you know, I would say there are a lot of horrible things that set that, you know, probably sour the mood when they hang around in the background. Mm -hmm. But, you know, whatever. Let's uh, uh but but I think we've kind of gotten to the the nitty gritty of what makes Kodak Black kind of a lackluster artist. I mean, at, at least his uh antics are fun to pay attention to i guess mm -hmm. and and you know that's that seems like all you need these days for the most part all right moving on uh we're, we're gonna get down to the next artist on the list who got suggested here a lot of suggestions on this artist even though i personally feel like he gets a little undue hate but it's j cole mm -hmm. um you know what did you think of his last record cole's last record was it was underwhelming yeah um it but, that, was but that's J. Cole's middle fucking name. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, I, I listened to it a few times, like trying to piece together a narrative because yeah. that's what we all sort of force these days when we get somebody of quality in our hands. We're just like, no, this this all means something. We, yeah. we tend to get into it just a bit too much. And I think if, if you know, there were a few tracks that were kind of silly, uh, I, I I was obsessed with uh I I was obsessed with uh, I, I wanted I want to fold clothes I want to fold clothes for, for you. several weeks for several weeks I I was I was obsessed with it um neighbors think I'm selling dope there, there were a lot of tracks in it that were that were of quality but I don't know I I don't know if I did myself a disservice for expecting something well put together because as they stand I would say about four to five records on the album were were decent mm -hmm. yeah i mean i thought there was at least a handful of great tracks on the album but the thing is like you know j cole i don't think is a bad artist i wouldn't put him down there 
sort of in the recycle bin <laughs> with mm. a lot of other rappers who I hear these days, uh, especially a lot of the trendy ones, the ones that have no substance whatsoever, the ones that have no personality whatsoever and just sound like a copy of something else. Mm-hmm. To me, J. Cole doesn't sound like a copy of something else. He sounds like himself. But the, the thing about J. Cole is... Every time without fail, and I hope it changes one day, but every time without fail, like he falls so short of dropping something great. And and mm. the, the amount of the, the amount of distance between what he's doing and a to pimp a butterfly or a good kid mad city or even a section 80 is just so glaringly apparent. You know, because you listen to that album, his latest record, and there's very clearly a narrative there. There's clearly a story going on. There's clearly some kind of theme happening there. But like whether it was through a lack of tracks or a lack of lyrics or just a lack of just obvious direct narrative connections, like Mm -hmm. those tracks were not coming together. That story was not coming together. Like it only became apparent through like a series of telephone like suggestions over the internet where people are like, Oh wait, this track means this and this track means this. And he's kind of yeah. rapping from this guy's standpoint. Like, and, and the thing is to me, that's not like, that's not like putting in the effort to get it because what the artist put together is really cryptic and really deep and really heady. And like, Whoa, it took you a while to figure it out. Like that's, that's it taking a while to figure out because the artist did a bad job of putting it together. Yeah. You know, like they didn't weave together a coherent story. And that's why it took you a while to get it. Not because it was super deep and just like, you know, really difficult to understand. It just wasn't well put together. It was like a series of loose vignettes that all kind of came from the same place. And it only took like a little bit of sleuthing online for people to like kind of piece it together. But now that it's finally there, it's just like, man, if that's the story, like... I feel like you could have said so much more. Like, what about this? Or what about Mm -hmm. that? It's like, you don't have this, you don't have anything to say about this other thing over here. Like, it just seems like it's so messily and so weakly put together that it doesn't have any punch to it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think this is the closest J. Cole has come to to putting together a great conceptual album. But every time he just falls so demonstrably You enjoyed this more than Forest Hills? Um, Yeah, I did. I think Mm -hmm. so. Forest Hills, I thought, was kind of sonically underwhelming from from beginning to end. Um, this one, I felt like, you know, had a little bit more of a story to it, was a little bit more engaging. But the thing is, like, uh, only by a shade, you know, like th- this is probably the closest I came to really digging on one of his albums. But the more I started listening to it, the more I was like that, uh, you know, again, that that sort of weekly put together project that weekly put together concept and theme i feel like is ultimately what bites j cole in the ass every time because like he clearly puts together enough effort for for it to be hinting in that direction but like when you really dive down into it it's like this this is falling short like there's there's something missing here i don't know if you feel the same way i i think you mentioned what part of what's part of the reason why he's on this list and of course neither of you know neither of us think that he is (laughs) one of the ten the t- 10 uh worst rappers we, we don't but he did get a lot of suggestions group. but he right but he got the suggestions so he's being discussed so i i, ju- I just want to make that clear but um i think the the kendrick comparison him just sort of being viewed as a poor man's kendrick if you listen to black friday that song sort of illustrates his whole career at least at least the way people look at him in terms of being considered the best in the game and 
one thing that I think shoots us all in the foot is that we've always had this thought that there can only be one guy that brings us there. There's only one guy who can be socially aware, who can sell records, who can feel like he's actually making great music and he's, you know, he's using, he's making different sounds, you know, he's appeasing even those that know music on a deep level. We only believe that only one person can stand on that throne. And right now it's Kendrick. And this isn't Cole's fault. He's sort of just working as a poor man's Kendrick, kind of like, you know, the way Rob Lowe kind of worked as like a a, a low rent Brad Pitt. In, in, in a sense, I mean, do, do you do you think that's a product of the time? That's a product of it's it's that's us. That's what we turned. I, I, into. Do, do you think that's a product of now, or do you think that's kind of been an ongoing thing? Because I mean, oh, just oh. ten years ago, you know, you saw a Talib Kweli and a Mos Def coexisting in the same world and collaborating together too, and beloved by fans of each artist and nobody was necessarily coming to one and saying oh well most is just like a really shitty talib or mm-hmm. vice versa you know you, you didn't really have that discussion you, you had different levels because these people were existing in different mediums and now with the internet obviously everything is just thrown into the same pot mm. so now it's since it's one big great thing i think now it's really being magnified and now you can really tell that yeah this has always been this has always been an issue. The issue's always been this sort of odd, what I've always compared to be like this odd um, uh, sort of tie to Christianity that we tend to have where, you know, we want a savior. Somebody's got to save hip hop. You know, that's what's always being said. That's the language that we use. And and uh, most Def can coexist with, uh, you know, he can coexist at the same time when Jay-Z could coexist and 50 Cent could coexist. He'd be on BT. He's on MTV. Uh, you got the other guy just just putting out random mixtapes. Now it's all one thing. And I think it's hurting J. Cole artistically. And it's, I mean, obviously, commercially, it's not hurting him. I'm I'm sure this uh, did this thing go platinum. Did he go platinum with no features? <laughs> did he? Because that's what J. Cole does. He goes platinum with no features. <laughs> God, I got so sick of hearing that shit. I, I don't know. I, I haven't followed the sales on this new album. Hmm, okay. But I don't know. I, I feel like as far as I, I agree with what you're saying to the extent that he's making music that sort of has a conscious edge to it. And he's getting lumped into the same, you know, pot as Kendrick yeah. because they're both kind of doing that and they're both on that mainstream level. I mean, in the grander sense, I think hip hop is, you know you know, little Yachty is not getting thrown into the same pot as Kendrick or Cole, you know, neither is Danny Brown or open Mike Eagle or run the jewels or whatever. You know, I, I feel like people are putting these artists in very different categories, you know, run the jewels latest record was probably their most conscious yet with loads of social and political tracks, but nobody was coming at that record and just being like, Oh, well, you're just, you're just making a conscious record. Now you're just a poor man's whatever, you know, um, See, but Cole's so close to the light. He collaborates with him. I'm sure, sure. If, if, if Killer Mike was and, making and records with and Kendrick. That's, yes, and, and that's why I think, you know, sort of the con- the comparisons continued. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but He's yeah, on his I radar. Mean, He's in yes, his radar. Exactly, exactly. They're, they're sort of around in the same area on the map. Which, so, by the way, if Killer, Ma- if, if Killer Mike and fucking Kendrick made a record together. That'd be awesome. That would that would be amazing. But the thing is, even if that ended up being the case, I still think there wouldn't really be a comparison there because Killer Mike is sort of seen as more of an an OG. Yeah. Whereas Kendrick's more new. Kendrick yeah. has a totally different sound. So it's like I think there's room to coexist. But the thing is, Cole, I think with his music, purposefully 
kind of puts himself in that situation. You know, it does kind of have that jazzy tone to it. It does have that conceptual tone to it. It does have, you know, him trying to address so wider social issues. But again, as far as like his lyrics and the way he strings his concept together, he just falls miserably short of his competition. And I think that's just consistently why people say he's one of the worst rappers because he just doesn't match up, I guess. Yeah, I guess, I guess if this is all about personal potential or individual potential, then it would make sense that he would be on this list. Sure. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on to the next artist in this list. Um, one of your personal favorites. Uh, we talked about him last time. I'm not really sure if there's too much to say now, though. D did we talk about him last time? Fucking love this guy. L little Uzi Vert. Did we, was was he around the last time we had this discussion? No, we, so. we reviewed uh, the Perfect Love tape. Yes, yes, we yeah. reviewed that tape together, so that's why the conversation is kind of fresh in my mind. Yeah. But last time, we, we didn't have a chance to talk about him. No, no, you know why? Because we didn't get a chance to... Well, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to, uh, to have the honor of quoting him by saying, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was that five times or six? I'm sorry, it was supposed to be five. You know... The thing about Lil Uzi Vert, said it five times. The thing about Lil Uzi Vert, I guess I would throw him in the same kind of mumble rap trend as as people would like Kodak Black. But um, believe it or not, I actually would give way more credit to Kodak than I would Lil Uzi Vert, <laughs> because Uzi not only do his ad libs get annoying like that. Not only is Ya one of the worst and most uninspired ad libs on the planet, and I love a good ad lib. Yeah, you know, yeah. if if you have a mean, funny exciting ad lib that perks my ears up like the moment that you're about to step to the mic you know or you know just to like fill out a little bit of dead space in a song just kind of keep the energy up i can appreciate that yeah. you know as long as your verses are good as long as the chorus is good as long as the energy's there i can appreciate a little filler ad lib but the thing is like when your ad lib is so annoying and uninspired and obnoxious like i i don't even see the point and like at least kodak i mean at least he's writing something, you know, little Uzi Vert. I don't even really get that vibe from him. Like one of my least favorite moments in hip hop so far this year is Uzi's appearance on the bad and bougie track on me yeah. on Migos's new record. Like to me, that song just ends when he, when he appears at the very end, because th there's like a point on the song where he just like, he wastes like two stanzas of just, with just like nothing. You know, yeah, with, with with just with just with just like filler filler bullshit, uh, and it's just like, dude, come on, this is like what one of the, one which of the, says one of the a better lot singles. Contrast. This is one of the better singles of 2017. You're you're just gonna you're just gonna blow it. But the thing is, like that, that's kind of what people expect from him. They just expect him to sound like silly and ridiculous on the mic. And I don't know, man. You know, it's like I can appreciate some lightheartedness and a rapper with personality, a rapper who's kind of quirky or funny or sort of to the left. Uh, a little bit, but he doesn't really strike me as any of that. He just kind of strikes me as just, uh, I don't know, mindless and just you're, drivel. You're, you want him to be um, a bit like Kodak, uh, like when he had the Breakfast Club interview where he was wearing a ski mask, like just a bit eccentric. <laughs> he's not eccentric. He's just dumb. Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I guess I guess, it's, I guess it's kind of what you could say. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, and, I can and, and what's that. funny now is that like there's so many rappers today that like it seems like on the outside they kind of come off that way because it's like they're wearing the rock and roll t-shirts and they've got the crazy colored dreads and you know it's like they're they're all the piercings and all the tattoos and they look they look like you know really alternative like they look some like some fucking punk rocker from the 90s or something yeah. you know but then you listen to their music and there's just like really nothing to it whatsoever <laughs> and it's like 
you know, at least, I don't know, bring some aggression or something, something to the table, like some kind of, I don't know, uh, uh, vibe or energy. That's at least like, uh, maybe it's cause I'm old. Maybe it's cause I'm old. But, but I think he's the one that depends the most on that word that gets thrown around too much, which is vibe. He, uh -huh. he's the one that depends on that the most more than any of them. Sure. Because he'll just ride a beat and start off a huge record by saying, yeah, 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 five times. Hmm. And he's, I think he's, if, if we're going to say that little Yachty is, it, not not little Yachty, uh, excuse me, these guys are interchangeable. Um, little Uzi Vert. <laughs> no, well, I was actually going to reference Kodak Black. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if, if I can say that Kodak Black is more coherent, then <laughs> little Yachty's the full extremity <laughs> of what would be considered a mumble rapper, if, you know, if we want to use that term. Mm -hmm. um, I, think, I think that Bad and Bougie record is will be, because I mentioned to you before this podcast that I have given out some uh, uh, yearbook rewards, mm -hmm. and uh, Little Uzi is most likely to have peaked. Okay. I think, I think it's about to take a nosedive. Mm. This market's going to become so much more saturated, and as we all know... Every day this, it's becoming more and more saturated. Yeah, it's, it, because th this can be easily uh, recreated. I, I mean, um, you know, when you think of uh, a future, for example... When you think of future and then you, you think of a designer coming along and just replicating it almost to a T, just is perfect. And look, I mean, and, and, and future has some, he has song making ability. He's a song writer, you know, but sort of, it's sort of well, he's not in the loosest sense of the term. He's a songwriter that he can, he can write a hit. Can we give him that? He can write okay. a hit. He can yeah, write he's, something. He's, he's got a few hits under the belt. Right, right. Little Uzi Vert, is he going to pen any big hits? That remains to be seen. But I think by I mean, the time... You know, they're, they're hits, but they're internet hits, though. Yeah. Because the thing is, he has some huge tracks on SoundCloud. He's got some yeah. huge tracks on some of those mixtape sites. You know what I mean? But the yeah. thing is, like, it, it doesn't seem like it's anything because, like, in, in the mainstream, as far as, like, the music industry and everything, like, it, do, it doesn't sort of... It, it's not on the radar. You know what I mean? But you go to these festival shows and, like, the kids love them. And they're obsessed with him. And he's just like, he, he's just omnipresent in a lot of ways. Um, you know, with, with, can I ask you a question? With word mm. of mouth, mm. how big do you think it would have been for Little Uzi had Donald Glover said, I want to thank Migos and Little Uzi Vert for making that Bad and Bougie record when he got that award? Um Because he said, like, he, he like, said Migos, like, I'm pretty like, sure that gave it a boost. Yeah, like, you mean, like, would... would you know, the thing is, like, I don't, at this point, I don't really think Donald Glover is necessarily bigger than Migos. Like, maybe in the sense of, like, he's more widely recognized in the music industry itself. But, like, Migos, I see, is stylistically way more influential than Donald Glover. You know, because, like, when they well, came just, out... Just that, ask Drake. That fucking <laughs> triplet flow, everybody... Everybody's yeah. still doing that fucking triplet flow. Yeah, yeah. Like, since they broke. Like, they are they have way more street cred than Donald Glover has. Donald Glover's street cred is, like, what, negative five? Um, mm. You know, he has lots of industry cred. He has lots of, you know, like, middle class... You know, whether you're white or black, like music listener, cred, like he has a lot of mainstream music cred, um, a lot of, you know, mainstream entertainment industry cred, uh, you know. But so, I mean, if if he gave that track any kind of boost, it was just a boost to kind of maybe a slightly different uh, uh, 
um, you know, demographic or crowd of people. But the thing is, like, you know, a lot of those people who are listening to Donald Glover, they're, they're listening to that trap shit, too, because mm. that's like that's what's popular right now. So it's like, I don't know. I don't necessarily see Donald Glover as being like, you know, the reason that that track took off as, as far as maker. it did. No, well, um, yeah, not not the reason why, but yeah. Just by just by the mention, because because uh, I, I if, think if little any, Uzi needs anything, anything he can get at this point. If anything, I think it was really the the raindrop drop top meme that mm. that sort of helped boost that track because those opening lines became a big fucking meme um, on the internet, and it would just be it, it was a meme to sort of just repeat those lines and then come through with a third rhyme to sort of finish it off. That would be like kind of a punchline or, or you know yeah. a joke to sort of reference something else. I I saw Zach Efron in a crap in a crop top <laughs> I, I saw him in a crop top i did i did yes so i mean you know but to bring it back to little uzi yeah i mean i guess as far as mumble rappers go uh, he's probably the most substanceless that i've heard i mean i'm sure there are worse out there if you sort of you know spend all day sort of filtering through the dregs of world star hip-hop um you know but the thing is like as, as far as like the biggest and most relevant that are out there right now he, he's probably one of the worst of the worst i think mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why I guess he got so many mentions. I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but, but I, I guess, I guess you kind of do because you just said most likely to peak. You think, most you likely think to, to you have peaked. You think it's, you think it's, uh, it's over. Yeah, that's it. Bad and bougie, Seacrest out. Okay. But what about, what about 21 Savage and, you know, and, and, and via him, uh, let's also address Savage's 22 through 35. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 20, 20 through, 22 through 27. You know, you know, I have to be completely honest because uh when, when we discussed when we discussed this um this podcast, I, I told you that I was aware of a 22. And then you said, wait a minute, there's a 23. And I was like, no, there's not. Yeah, there is. And and I've and I've And he's I, a rap artist. This isn't just a troll on yes. the internet. Oh god. But you know, let's let's not get into all the other savages. Yeah, you know, let's tw- not, let's... twenty-one savage. Now the thing is, I know he gets kind of lumped into the same category, but I don't, I don't consider himself me either a no. mumble rapper. I I find him yeah. pretty intelligible. Like when I listen to his lyrics, yeah. I I know what the fuck he's saying. I just you know, and and I guess on some level, I can appreciate his style and aesthetic. You know, there are lots of records out there, lots of rappers out there who I've uh, applauded and celebrated for having kind of a very quiet sort of cold blooded sound. Um, I'm not a huge, huge fan, but you know, I can appreciate like what a guy like rock Marciano does. I'm sure you can. OG Macko. Sure. Exactly. You know, I can appreciate like, you know, what these guys have when they're trying to go for like a really dark, cold blooded murderous sound. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, the issue for me with, with 21 though, is that I just find him kind of one dimensional, you know, like to me, it sounds like he's, he's not really that different track to track. Like he's not really taking that different of an approach from song to song, and that just kind of feels obnoxious to me. And I guess after a while, the songs just kind of blend together and bleed into each other to the point where it's just like, I, I don't know, it just feels really redundant. Um, you know, I, I can't really knock him too hard for his lyrical content. I mean, it does sound really murderous and mean and nasty and cold-blooded. I get the concept. I appreciate the concept. I sort of appreciate the sound. For me, it just doesn't really go anywhere, and that's why he's a lackluster rapper to me. Um, maybe that's why people suggested him. I'm not entirely sure, but you know, what's your take? Just he's on, he's on the high end for me. He, he's on the high end of these uh, of this freshman this freshman class. Sure. Um, no heart. Um, that record for me is. I think I think it pretty much 
it's what I like about him because he can start off the track sort of monotone the way he does, but he picks it up. And I find myself actually gaining some energy from it in a stupid fucking way that I didn't think I would. Mm. Um, The Savage Mode tape, uh, it's, 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 it's listenable. It's listenable. listenable. I feel like I, uh, yeah, I felt like I went into a movie not expecting much, but I got a lot, m- you know, I, I, uh, I got, I, I got a lot, man. I mean, Sabbath, ex- no. yeah, yeah, Sabbath, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No. I'm, see, when you review music like this, you just tend to have <laughs> brain farts. Um, X, uh, X bitch, uh, future. <laughs> That's mm. those are, those are my two favorite tracks from him is no heart and X bitch. Mm. I feel like he's capable of a lot more. Maybe not a lot, but he's capable of... There's technique there. Hmm. There's there's a skill there that I don't know if he's going to tap into it, but... You know, but you're right. I mean, he's one dimensional now, but I think this could blossom into something else. And I think he could really surprise people. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I would I would I would label him most likely to succeed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I, I, I guess if you were going to do a superlative here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess uh, there's something to it. You know, I agree. And I and I wouldn't put him, you know, as far as like the rappers that are on this list, I wouldn't put him as as the worst of the worst. Um, I don't think he's the one of the worst of the worst. Um, you know, I do think that uh, 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 Metro Boomin sort of project was kind of lackluster. But, um, you know, but but again, I think it sort of comes down to that one dimensionality. Is that one dimension okay? Yeah, I think it's fine. I think there's something to it, you know. But the thing is, like, I, I feel like, you know, it's I, I just wanted to kind of go somewhere else or I want to see, you know, sort of where your versatility at is sort of, you know, how long you can kind of keep this style interesting or sort of develop it, you know, because even a guy as talented as as again, to reference Rock Marciano, uh, you know, I can only listen to so much much of his music. You know, it does kind of wear on me after a little while. Um, I get you know, th- there's only like a handful of artists who sort of take that super subtle, super quiet, super laid back, somewhat monotone approach. And I can like really get into it like Ka or Quelle Chris or something like that. Um, but, uh, but I guess he's just not one of them as, you know, 21 Savage isn't, but you know, I, I see an opportunity for him to become that in the future. And I sort of wonder where he's going to take things next because he hasn't been one of these artists who has kind of like a young thug who I'm surprised didn't get more suggestions. He's not even on this list. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't been one of those artists who just kind of routinely and prolifically just drops one fucking project after another, you know, because, you know, there are some rappers out there that since that Metro Boomin project have probably dropped five EPs, albums or tapes or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and he's just been like, just hanging back there, like creepily in the background. And it's like, what what the fuck are you going to do? And I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. So, I mean, I, I don't think he's one of the worst of the worst. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of his last project. I could see why people wouldn't be a huge fan of him, but I think that's mostly because he's yet to show his full potential. And I think we'll leave it there as far as 21 Savage and all the other oh, savages we, we, that come after him. Still have 22 through 50. Uh, we're, we're, we're just going to skip them and go on to um, gotcha. uh, your second favorite rapper on this list, uh, Mar- Marcus Hopson. 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 AKA Hopson. Yeah. <laughs> who who he got a lot of suggestions. 
No surprise. No surprise. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if there's too much more we could say about Hobson now. He was on the last one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the last okay. one. He was on the last one. Um, you know, but but the last time we talked about him, had Pound Syndrome came out? I don't think so, right? Uh, I don't think so. Was Pound Syndrome out? And I don't know if, yeah, it wasn't. Pound I, Syndrome. Pound Syndrome. <laughs> That was the fucking title, right? It was Pound Syndrome. Pound Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I think about it, that's such a fucking Hobson title. That's like so something <laughs> Hobson would title his album. Pound. Because it sounds hard, but like Syndrome is thrown in there because it sounds like kind of like he's scientific. Sick. He's sick. He's sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, don't get where the pound is from. I, I don't know. Because it sounds hard. It sounds okay, hard. Is that what it is? Okay. Pound. Pound syndrome. He's down with the sickness. <laughs> oh god, cringe, cringe. But um, yeah, you know that's 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 again. You know, we we said uh, J Cole's middle name was underwhelming. Um, Hobson's middle name is fucking cringe. If uh, if, if his middle Most name is anything, it's it's cringe. <laughs> Most likely to cringe. <laughs> is the, yeah, he's is the is the yearbook. Uh, superlative we'd give we'd give hobson he, he's got the he's got his new video that he put out a couple of weeks ago the uh it's your fault yeah and you know this is just that's just so his attitude it's more the same from him except this time he's he's not targeting his manager anymore mm. he's targeting uh one of his best friends uh mm. which was who was in the crew i think is swiss yeah He's Swizz, targeting Swiss, Swiss now. Swiss, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, you're, you know, you're just like your brother or whatever. So he's turning on everybody, his his girlfriend. At what point, at what point, he's, you know, this record is, there's going to be a record that he's going to come out with, and you know he'll do this. He's going to come out with a record called The Mirror, <laughs> and he's going to rap in front of The Mirror the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to say, it's your fault. And then he's going to break it. Yeah, but the and thing is, you know that, like, see, this is the thing about Hobson. He's just so, at least in his art, I can't say on a personal level, but he's just so, he, he just lacks any kind of introspection. Like everything and anything that's wrong with the world or a situation has to do with somebody outside of him. It can't have anything to do with him. He didn't create the situation. Like that stupid fucking song where he's just tearing down that, that friend of his who was addicted, addicted to drugs. And he was just like, you know, it was just this whole big show of like, you know, this is all you, I hate you so much. How could you do this to me? How could you do this? You know, exactly. (laughs) Like, it's like, you know, the, the, the song is all about him being angry and how mad he is, you know, his friends, shitty life choices. And then he had the, battle record to god yes yes he battled god (laughs) and the thing is like you know again it's your fault that's so a hobson song title because it's like you know his his music is all about blaming other people for his problems blaming other people for the problems that he sees in the world when he doesn't sort of think like wait maybe it's me or wait maybe it's my perspective on on not an option bro not an option not an option and you know that's consistently what makes him such an annoying artist because the thing is like with Hobson, I think we could say of anybody on this list, he has the most technical skill, but yeah. the thing is like, it's, 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 it's used for evil. I can't mm. <laughs> evil being cringe. Um, yeah. every single time, you know, I, I remember a pretty funny article that came out around the time, uh, pound syndrome dropped was, 
uh, one reflecting on that one track, which was like a funny interlude track where he did like a parody future song. And he was just like, yeah, these rappers, they ain't even saying anything anymore. They just say some dumb shit over a hot beat to make you like it. I'll do that. And then he starts <laughs> sort of, you know, doing this feature impression. And it's a pretty spot on impression. Yeah. And immediately this article was like, Hobson accidentally drops his hottest song. Best song he ever <laughs> Best song he's ever done. <laughs> and, it, and it's a song where he's trying to parody music he thinks is bad. It sounded good. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I get it. You know, it's like, you know, it's it's like um, it's like it's like the asshole who uh, spends all of his all of his days, all of his years, like perfecting his craft at playing guitar. And then he sort of comes along and, you know, sees like a Ramones show or something. And he's like, anybody could do this. This mm. is stupid. And then he just like, you know, comes out with his own parody Ramones song, but it accidentally ends up being like a good punk song. Yeah. Like that, that's pretty, that's pretty much the equivalent of, of, of what's going on there, you know? And, and that's the thing. It's like so much of what makes his music bad comes down to his just shitty, shitty perspective. And it's funny because like when I listen to his music, I just can't fathom the fact that the man is over 30 because it's like all these things that he says, all these epiphanies that he has, like these are things that I remember thinking and feeling like when I was 14 or 15, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, like when I was 15, I used to think like religion really sucks and yeah, yeah. like oh, all these people that do drugs are really stupid and it's all their fault. The world's stupid. And it's just like, you know, once you get older and gain some experience, like you learn that there's like so much more to like the what motivates people to do certain things than that. And there's so much more to the world's ills than, you know, oh, it's religion or, oh, it's drugs or, oh, it's conservatives or, oh, it's liberals or, oh, it's whatever, you know. And, and he just seems like somebody who buys so quickly into that, into that mindset. He, he, he's always angry. And I, and I feel like, like, for example, Uzi, Uzi has a song on the Purple Tape, um, uh, I do what I want. Mm. It's like now I do what I want. Now yeah. I do. It's 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 jovial. It's it's fun. It's like hey, I do what I want. I'm playing. I'm a kid. If Hobson made that song, he would add anger to it, and that song would have a totally different tone. And I understand. It's I mean, it's not his. That's his art, you know. But but it's just like one tone, and you would expect somebody that would be so technically sound would would observe that and say, you know what. I've been I, I I've been uh what's it, what's it mono monochromatic this whole entire time, you know I gotta switch up these colors, man. I, I gotta start doing different things. And he he never seems to have that that uh that overview of his music, which is really surprising. So, um that record is coming. There's gonna be a record where eventually he get. It's gonna be through the process of elimination. If God is already done, weed's already done. My girlfriend, my best friend. He is going to come out with a record where it's just going to be like, I hate myself. But that'll but, be the next thing is what I was going to say rap. earlier. What I was going to say earlier is that that person who he's rapping at, who, who he's rapping at, who he's angry at in the mirror, he will see that person as, as someone else. As someone else. <laughs> exactly. You'll see exactly. images of someone else in the mirror. Exactly. Well, it's not just that. He'll see it as kind of like a schizophrenic sort of thing. He'll be like, oh, the evil side of me or the bad side of me or the, you know, the the really annoying or sort of, you know, judgy side of me who I, I know they're there. But the thing yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I want them to stop. But you you know that he's not going to get down to like the root of the problem no, no, because no. it's going to be like that. That person in the mirror is going to be someone else. It's going to be him, but not him. 
<laughs> he's gonna back here it is he's gonna back up from the mirror at the end and then it's going to be an image of somebody who looks like trump and it's gonna be a huge social statement you know and he could, he could put it. that song off if he does a trump diss track oh man that should be might. coming out that should be on its way he could just be like all the world's problems are because of trump or oh i would love to hear that song please i would love to hear that <laughs> it would be so adorable to listen to okay let's let's move on to the next artist in this list as 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 tempting as it is to do an entire Hobson podcast, the next artist in this list, and I don't really have much to say about him, although he got a lot of suggestions. His name is Famous Dex, yes. and to me, he's just kind of one of these semi-hyped world star hip hop music video artists who you see all over their their YouTube feed. His music's kind of bland. A lot of the time, it sounds like he's borrowing most of his ideas from Little Yachty. I mean, he, he has a few internet hits that are okay, but there's not really much to his sound or style that I don't already hear in other rappers of his style and of his sound. He just kind of sounds like, as, as far as mumble rap goes and as far as like that really trendy trap rap goes, like he's just one of the more non-essential artists I've heard right now. I've, I've yet to hear anything that sounds uniquely his in a song. So it's like, I'm not even really sure how to address why he would be suggested or how I would sort of go about critiquing him other than to just say it doesn't sound like he or even look like he has much of a personality of his own there's 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 nothing really to discuss the interesting thing about him actually is that he's from new york city really yeah that's a i just i just wikipedia wikipedia him yeah he's from new manhattan new york city <coughs> that's a big surprise um, that is kind of a I'm, surprise i i guess if well if designer was a surprise i guess this is less of a surprise but uh most likely to beef with little yachty mm. um we were pretty much uh in sync with that one um on that i heard a song huh where he's where he i think of the hook he goes like oh you know i'm not that little boat but that's my bro that's passive aggression right there that's gonna build up until he keeps hearing <laughs> that his red hair is similar to the boat and he's good you're gonna see a dumb internet post you're gonna see him on uh, on instagram you'll be like, dumb hey, that instagram fuck, post that, that fuck nigga that that fuck nigga little yeah hey nigga hey you been tired nigga look at <laughs> a bunch of incoherent shit and you know that's that's all she wrote well then um, well then let's then then if you don't really have anything else to say then let's just skip over the little yachty then let's let, let's do it since he's the uh one of the next he's, artists in the list he does such a good job at stealing from little yachty that He's done the one thing that none of these kids have done yet, and they haven't taken Little Yachty's sort of lively instrumentation. Mm. Like they haven't taken that sound. He, he, he has. He's been borrowing that a little bit. You can. Yeah, tell. he has. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the more obvious things about Dex, because the thing is, there aren't too many rappers out there who sort of, you know, and and this is what stands out to me about Little Yachty. Um, that makes such upbeat, kind of happy-go-lucky, very smiley, very shiny, bright sort of trap music. Like, he doesn't bring that sort of dark, very nasty, menacing tone that a lot of trap music does. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the most unique yeah. things about Little Yachty, in my opinion. Right. W within the context of that type of music, you can see where Little Yachty works. I wouldn't be caught dead fucking listening to him. But when I hear Little Yachty... I can understand to some extent that I'm I'm not really supposed to be paying attention to what he's saying. It it really is about the whole entire sound of of the of the package. Um when I saw him in that that Sprite commercial, shit got real. Like it was one of those life affirming moments that 
that it was kind of like, all right, we're all going to hell because little Yachty is in a com- in a Sprite commercial with LeBron James. <laughs> and I think since then, I I, I think a uh, rap critic told me that he's in another uh, uh, he's in another com- he's in a Target song. He yeah. no, he recreated. What was the song that he recreated? It's it's um it takes two. It the, takes the Rob Bass song and oh. on the hook is uh, uh Carly Rae Jepsen. I fucking love that song. Okay, you love fucking, the rendition. I of it love the re- love- I love the rendition do of you? it. Yes, I do. Have you. Have you heard it? Yeah, I heard it. It's fun. Uh, it's yeah. fucking fun. Well, like, hey, look, if it's fun, it's fun. I I think he did a great job of recapturing what made that track so fun. You know, and for for twenty seventeen. Like, oh man, I'm little Yachty and I'm down if you're down. Like he's people give him shit as if he knows nothing about hip hop. He doesn't appreciate hip hop. And I get that he gives off that vibe. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, he for he has people act like he has no technical skill, like he has no lyrical skill whatsoever. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm uh, that I'm, that I'm, I'm people. You're people. <laughs> I'm people. I'm just I'm just complimenting his his uh his um his choice of, uh, of of instrumentals, sure, that, that that blend well with sort of in the same way that that Drake has that okay, has yeah. that ability, and we'll you know B- we'll get bef- there. before before we move on, you know, okay, obviously we're going officially into Little Yachty at this point in the list. Let me just say, in the list, Little Yachty is probably my favorite out of all the rappers who have been suggested. Hmm, so okay. I, I am a Little Yachty apologist. I gotcha. mean, none none of his projects have made. My loved list, like I've never loved a little Yachty project from beginning to end. Like, he, but it hasn't you know, offended you. His 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 projects have, you know, always had some flaws to them. But I've liked, you know, his projects. He's made some of my favorite songs over the past few years. I loved his appearance on that um uh, Dram track, Broccoli. Um, you know, I just think he makes really fun, poppy, bright, shiny rap music that sounds really unique to me. And it's funny that you say that. Um, you know, it's about the sound it's about the total package i know i'm not supposed to be listening to the lyrics da, 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 da. i mean i actually like his lyrics because it's not that he's super lyrical it's not that i think he drops like super hot bars uh, i just think he's funny i think he's got a fucking sense of humor and it comes out really obviously in his music like he's clearly self-aware of how goofy his music sounds like he's clearly self-aware of how goofy his voice sounds and he so plays it up and i just like how uh, again, how humorous his bars are. I mean, I thought there were he had a couple funny lines on the uh, on the It Takes Two track. Um, again, it's like I'm not listening to him like, damn, he's dropping some cold hard shit. No, of you course, know? Not. I mean, course but the not. thing is, like, I think he has a sense of humor. I think he brings like a really fun, happy go lucky vibe to a song in the in in a way that I don't think a lot of rappers do these days. You know, it's like it seems like if you're not trying to sound hard or aggressive you're trying to sound super meaningful or like sad or like buttery smooth in the same way that Drake does. Like I remember, and you know, you're around the same age as as I am, you know, um, a lot of the hip hop that came up in the eighties and the nineties and sure there was like lots of meaningful and, you know, serious and aggressive stuff that came out then that was great. But like what coexisted also at that time is like you had serious, like awesome, fun, upbeat, Mm-hmm. like inspiring party music that came out of that genre too. And it seems like there's less and less of that these days. I mean, sure, there's plenty of hip hop out there that you can party to and people do. Like, you know, people party their fucking asses off to bad and bougie. But, you know, there's nothing really about that song that like feels as upbeat as a little Yachty song, you know? And and to me, he's sort of bringing that upbeat vibe back to 
the genre in a really real and in a really entertaining way. And I feel like people don't give him enough credit for that just because they sort of see the fact that he fits into this mumble rapper mold to an extent, but that he'll come through with a rendition of that. Like, look at it this way. You could not ask little Uzi Vert to do a rendition of It Takes Two. Like, he would not come through with two coherent verses to do that. You know what I mean? Little Yachty did. Like, were they, were they amazing verses? No. But the flow is there. Could Kodak? No. Fuck no. <laughs> but but Little Yachty, the mood was there. The tone was there. The pronunciation was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. these other artists who people also toss into that mumble rap sort of bin, like, could not do that. You know? And while Little Yachty doesn't try, I don't see it as a complete lack of... Um, lyrical ability i see it more as a, a means of his philosophy because you know again and again in 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 a really bold and upfront way he said in interview after interview like listen this is like not what hip-hop is about anymore you don't need to have a cold 16 you don't need to add a hot 16 i mean you, you know you know the interviews you know the conversations yeah, yeah. that he's had like that's just the way that he sees the genre moving right now and you know but but the thing is like you know sure he's not a, f a fucking exhibit like behind closed doors you know, but the thing is, like, he can at least step up to the technical ability necessary to tribute a classic song like It Takes Two. Um, I mean, I get why people don't like him. I think he sounds goofy. Was, I think I think he sounds ridiculous on the mic sometimes, but that's kind of his appeal to me. I think he sounds kind of silly. I think he's kind of taking the piss out of sort of, you know, hard rap music in a way. Mm hmm. Sometimes sort of uh, paving the way for for artists um, after him, in a sense, um, sure, if they want to be goofy, if they want to be silly, if they don't want to have to play up this hardened image or something, you know? Yeah, I without, think without, without necessarily like trying to soften yourself up in a way where you're clearly just doing it for attention, sort of in the same way that like, you know, young thug or little B might wear a dress. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, tr to try to work against the whole hardened rapper thing, I'm going to look or act effeminate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he's like going in that route, but doing it in a way that seems natural, doing it in a way where it seems like, you know, he's just being a silly, dumb kid. You know, he's not doing it for attention, uh, you know, only only to sort of connect with other kids who are sort of also kind of isolated out there and also feel kind of like, well, you know, I'd really like to act silly or dumb or, you know, ridiculous if if I want to. You know, and the thing is, like, I feel like there's more and more of a of, of a place for that kind of personality in in music especially hip-hop these days because of you know the way that meme culture has kind of infused itself into hip-hop right now like little yachty is such a rapper that i think could only exist during a time when meme culture is kind of as popular as it is within the hip-hop community you know where, where hip-hop fans artists because and, he's self-aware yeah because he's self-aware um, you know, if you look at his music videos, they're totally fucking ridiculous. Like mm. the, he's, he doesn't take himself seriously at all. But um, see, but I, but I kind of feel like this is what little B was. I, I feel like this is what little B was. So it's, I don't, I don't totally agree because little B does, uh, did have a lot of those moments where he's like, this is my deepest song. This is my deepest shit. I'm trying to say something real here. Well, I think this at this is, point, little, little Yachty knows that if he, if he sticks out his chest, even the slightest bit. Mm. people will they'll slap him on the wrist for that i mean because he was he was unfairly sort of uh targeted through a series of those interviews when people ask him fucking stupid questions i mean the kid is he's what he's 19 mm. that you if know that. that's nuts yeah if that the kid was probably born in like 99 maybe the year 2000 who knows and 
and and I don't I don't believe that I don't believe that that the, the idea of oh this isn't the genre doesn't have to be this certain people always have this extreme view there's never any in between for them they either think you have to be lyrical lyrical miracle mm. or or, or little yachty we know that all those styles exist but i think that sort of that relative you know that all is relative conversation is eventually what drives us into the ground and while we're discussing people like this right now mm. you know i think that's what's driven this into the ground i think in my opinion this started with it it, it all starts with kanye i think he's he he is the one that came in and said, listen, you can be yourself. You can be yourself. And now artists are taking slight variations from that. Maybe little Yachty slicing a bit off of that. But the thing was with Kanye is that he had something that was undoubtedly timeless. You know, mm. a, a, a bunch of different abilities. Um, you know, something that he's always preached to us that he, that, you know, an ability that he's ha he has, which is being a visual artist. And now you get to see it with, the, with his onstage work and all that stuff. So he's multi-talented. It started with him, and then it's kind of taken a nosedive of we're still riding on this wave of creativity. And, of course, Lil Yachty can make, you know, the, the records that he wants to make, you know, because they do sound fun. As I said, I understand him within the context of, of the rest of these guys. He is refreshing. You know, if I'm looking at it from the outside of a grumpy uh, sort of East Coast fan, like, oh, fuck Lil Yachty. I, I understand it. But I, I think that that conversation is what drives us to this point. Hmm. Where it's like, well, you know, there's no difference between, uh, you know, shit and shit and the other thing, whatever um, that might be. I mean, there are some people who might frame it that way. I personally wouldn't frame it that way. I like. Oh, little we know. Yachty. We love you some little yachty. I know. love. I love little yachty. I love me some little yachty. But little yachty podcast. I wouldn't, we'll be I right wouldn't back. necessarily say he's making anything super timeless right now. I think he. In you know, unless he drops some amazing fucking album in the next two years, I think he'll probably go down as somebody who sort of marks sort of this mumble rap era, you know, um, because I think he's certainly gone the most mainstream with it um, uh, and, and is certainly probably the most commercially viable of any artists who have kind of been thrown into that, into that genre, into that style. As you know, he's been in the commercials. He's had the huge hits. He's had the huge music videos. Mm -hmm. um, he does kind of put a friendly face on this sound and the style that many other artists don't who are a little more edgy and maybe not as, um, you know, commercial friendly. Uh, so I think, I think in those respects, he will go down sort of in history as a marker for this era because, you know, this uh, th this era is going to go down in history just like the Bling era did, you know? Yeah. Like, we're going to remember it. It's going to be there. It's going to be written. Um, whether or not we sort of find the artist to have any staying power within it or not, you know? And, and I think he'll most likely go down as a marker for that era and at least one of the less headache-inducing points uh, in that era of music. I do like it a lot, but I don't think it's necessarily because of some kind of relativism or anything like that. I can objectively say artistically, um, even though, you know, I'm not like the biggest fan of what he's been doing lately. Like Kanye is doing more interesting things. He's doing more challenging things. He's doing riskier things, um, on the whole than little Yachty is, but you know, let's, let's see, maybe little Yachty somehow lasts in the next decade. We'll see, I guess. 
But before you go off into the next person, I just want to say that uh, when you were saying, when you were talking about Yachty's marketability, so I mm. said, you know what? I'm looking at a picture of famous decks with a gun. Let's see if Little Yachty would be in a picture with a gun. So I have Little Yachty gun. And the only thing that comes up is uh, him. I, I'm not sure if it's the broccoli video, or the Minnesota one, uh, where he's on a boat and he's got like a harpoon. <laughs> That's it. He doesn't have a gun, but he's got like a harpoon on his I, shoulder. I, I can't remember what music video that is. but yeah, it's some, like a it's, rain jacket. It's, yeah, it's some crazy music video that came out <laughs> shortly after the, um, uh, the Little Boat mixtape got huge. Okay. And, um, you know, I think he does have the potential to drop a great album, but I mean, I don't know. I think it remains to be seen. Most likely um, to have a show on Adult Swim someday. Most likely to have a show on Adult Swim someday. I fully fucking yeah, absolutely. agree. All right. Um, let's move on to uh, the next artist here. We only have a few more left. Uh, we talked about this one last time, I believe, but at the time we had a discussion about him, he was, he had a different sound. He had a different style. He was doing something a little different this time now. And we're going to be talking about Drake here. Um, champagne poppy as, as he's known. Um, a lot of people lately, and maybe this is why he's on the list. I'm not totally sure, but a lot of people lately have been talking to me about Drake as if he's not even hip hop anymore because of what he did on his last album views, because he's sort of going further in that pop direction, further in that dance hall direction. Some people seem to feel like, even though a bulk of the tracks on his album were hip hop, he's kind of giving himself up more to the pop world than he is the rap world. Like he, he's not hip hops anymore, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe that's what makes him a lackluster rapper at this point, because on the rapper front, it seems like he's not really trying all that much anymore. Ever since, um, if you're reading this and those Meek Mill disses dropped, it seems like his head's kind of been in a completely, completely different musical space. Kind of maybe uh, becoming a victim of his own success. I mean, maybe that's why uh, maybe that's why more life is getting pushed back as much as it is. Hmm. Uh, that's never a good sign. Yeah, because that was supposed to be out at the end of late, February. At and the end it, of February? I thought well, it was it like was, it was supposed to be out year. late last year. Then it was supposed to be January. Then it was supposed to be the end of February. And now yeah. who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, so I think he's he's broken out commercially so much with those records, with those different sounds that now he's got to sort of keep going on. I mean, he's not going to come out with an album and people need to just let go of the idea of him coming out with an album with a song. Every song sounding like hype from views. Mm. I would love it. I would love it personally, but that's not something that he's going to do. He's going to make he, he he's going to experiment with the. Uh, with sounds, he's gonna make more hotline blings, more one dances, because he's gotta he he's gotta keep this this Drake train going. He's gotta finance this whole thing. So um, it, it does surprise me that he's on the list because no one had such a big year. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean the past the past two years have basically been his. So maybe this is more to the point of him being a victim of his, of his own success because the minute there seems to be some form of stagnation, it's like, oh, wait a minute, we're panicking. And that might be the case here. Well, to me, it seemed like the hype kind of dropped off pretty quickly after views dropped because yeah. Yeah. nothing on the album really came to light as far as like, whoa, this song's amazing or this track turned out being a, a really huge single or something like that. All of that album's hottest tracks came out before that album was released. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as if the hype just kind of dropped off immediately after views came out and not necessarily because um, 
Drake's fans turned against him on the album or anything. I personally didn't like the record. There were a lot of people who I knew who were anticipating the album, didn't really care for it either. Um, but it seemed like it, it, his hardcore fans enjoyed it. Um, but uh, it, it seemed like almost as if he went on hiatus a little bit after that album came out because there hasn't really been a whole lot of noise outside of the couple of tracks that he dropped in promotion of More Life, which we're still kind of sitting here waiting. When is it going to come out? I don't know. So, I mean, I, I guess I understand what you're saying. Like the next album he comes out with, it's probably going to have a totally different sound. Like he might entirely abandon this whole dance hall thing he's been playing with. And maybe he's kind of sitting there waiting for the hype on it to kind of die down so that his fans don't anticipate him to come out with more music like that. Um, because, uh, uh, because he kind of started that trend in a lot of ways, uh, immediately after he came out with one dance and, uh, controller, like every pop dance music producer and uh, a lot of other rappers too, and artists and R and B artists were coming out with these like really lukewarm, whitewashed, terrible dance hall songs. They're mm-hmm. just like, Hey, we're, we're on the trend too. Don't forget us. We're here. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I heard your, your post Malone review. Didn't you mention that he, he had one of those sort of Caribbean kind of, uh, I, I think he, he might, he might've, he you know nice guy though nice guy him, him and i beefed on twitter for a little bit oh and then and then we got along because because uh, i don't know why um I, we we just started joking and then the the beep the beef kind of just subsided i guess but whatever yeah I'm sure he's a nice man. Shout, shout out to Post Malone. He's a good man. He's a good man. But I mean, I don't know why Drake is on this list either. I don't think he's one of the worst rappers that's out there right now. I kind of get why some people are complaining that it seems like he's kind of abandoned the sound because, you know, uh, the, the rap tracks on his album were some of the more lackluster on the record. I get it. And and the rap tracks didn't really seem to be the centerpiece or the main focus of the album as some of the biggest hits on the record were not really the, the rap songs on the album. And, you know, he did, he did have those corny moments on the record where he was rapping about arguing with his girl at the Cheesecake Factory. You know, j- just, uh, let Drake, just let Drake have his fucking Cheesecake Factory, you know? Yeah. Drake, Drake loves his cheesecake. But, uh... Having said all that, let him have his cheesecake. Let him have his cheesecake. Having said all that, you know, this next album, we know it's going to be different. We know Drake's going to change lanes again because it's always what he does. We, we know he's going to steal some ideas from another place or another direction or something and do something totally different. Um, th- there have been people who have been accusing him of stealing ideas from another rapper on this list. Yeah. You know, b- before we get into that rapper, I, I, you know, that recent interview that he did with, uh, with DJ, um, Simtex, he he mentions like he he openly mentions that he's on his computer just diving deep into the Internet. I mean, that sort of incriminates you a bit more when you could find any obscure video of of an artist who has a particular sound and then just use it. And he's clearly done that in the case of Dram. Um, He's clearly done that in the case of other, you know, southern rappers. Um, you know, I've always, I want to ask Moji you this. with the low prices. I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. Um, and maybe, and maybe this is why some people, you know, sort of hate Drake. I've heard this critique lobbed to him a lot. Do you think Drake's a culture vulture? I've heard a lot of people call oh. him that. I've heard that critique thrown at him quite a bit. Co- for, for, from, from the viewpoint of him, uh, from a nationalistic standpoint, a racial standpoint. I'm not really sure because it seems almost as if like, you know, an, an artist like Kanye clearly borrows from his contemporaries, like in a really big way. Um, 
you know, to the point where he's blatantly ripping them off or he's paying them to produce songs or write songs for him. Like he clearly is immersed. He, he, he immerses himself with every new record in what's hot and what's relevant to sort of keep himself relevant and keep the train going. You know, Drake, in a lot of respects, I see as doing the same thing. But in the case of Kanye, I don't see that critique getting lobbed at him. Because, but I do because see people term, call Drake a culture vulture. As because if, the term as culture... If, as, if, as if he makes hip-hop while not really being a part of hip-hop culture. Yeah, that, that term always, it's spoken about somebody who is of a different race or from a different place. That's where I've normally heard the term culture vulture. Mm. I mean, when I first started to hear that, it was about Lee R. Cohen, um, who was a, I think he was a president or CEO, CEO of, um, of Def Jam Records. And I used to hear it about Vlad from Vlad TV, mm-hmm. um, Iggy Azalea. I've, I've never heard, I've, I, I've never heard, but do I think, okay, if, 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 I, if I come down a step, do I feel like he is? I don't think so. I mean, I, th- I think Drake is stealing like an artist. Hmm. You know, which is what is sort of always suggested that that's what you have to do. You don't you don't take direct, um, you know, you don't you don't take it directly, but sort of you you turn it into into your own. And everybody everybody searches the internet, of course. I mean, yeah. I, I, you'd be stupid to believe that all these large artists they're not looking out there into the, the benefit that the World Wide Web. Of course, I, they are, or other people, other Wide Web, yeah. Or other people are doing it for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but it's just the fact that he openly says it. I think there's something to that. And I think that feeds that narrative of, yeah, of course you <laughs> of course you'd be the guy that's that's uh, you know, looking over thing looking over everything with a fine tooth comb because because this is what you do. Um he he's being innovative because I mean, as you said, people are borrowing those 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 sounds that he's using now. Hmm. Migos can you know that's confirmed he did yeah. but but so did a lot of people sure. so did a lot of people Drake's not the only one that that was guilty of that yeah um the weekend is another that's another big one the huge one yeah 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 um i mean all these other guys the guys that we're about to mention now i i don't see it i don't know if there's a particular song but i i don't see it there you know, maybe I haven't heard enough of him to to be able to to come to that conclusion, but I don't see it there. Not with the recent ones. I, okay, as far as let, let's skip over to another artist who we have on this list um, to sort of jump off of of that conversation. Um, XXX Temptation. So I, I have heard some people specifically say that Drake took one of his flows off of a track and put it onto one of his tracks or put it on a okay, verse. One particular track, okay. One particular flow, and and that's it. Because that's that's really all about his sound that I could see Drake taking, like a flow or something. Because to be honest, like his sound is so angry and loud and distorted and aggressive. I can't really see many artists out there. It's it's more of akin to, to Wayne's. Mm, I sure. think closer to Wayne than than. Sure. Than, than Drake, I don't know, but I mean, as as far as this guy goes, I mean, do you know much about him, or, or have you heard much of his music? Because uh, to have, me, he just kind of falls into the category of like of of, of Dax of Dex. I mean, sort, sort internet of, fame, sort of. I mean, yes, but the thing is, like, if you go on SoundCloud, there's like a really healthy trend going on SoundCloud right now of artists who make really edgy, distorted, angry very aggressive hip-hop music and you know uh some of them are white guys some of them are black guys i don't know wh- where it kind of started i mean i know um 
Uh, Bones is one. I know Space Ghost Perp and sort of the Raider clan had a big following over there for a while before Space Ghost Perp kind of fell off the radar. Um, uh, Denzel Curry is one. Uh, Puya is another example. Uh, this guy is another example, you know, who we're talking about right now. There's just a lot of angry, loud, very in-your-face trap rap going on on SoundCloud right now. And I kind of see this guy as the most extreme of the extreme of artists who are kind of playing with that sound right now. And I get that some people might find it so loud that it's annoying, but there's nothing really about his sound or his style that makes him stick out to me as being one of the worst rappers out there right now. I, I guess I'll say that he does have kind of a, a, a reputation that precedes him. If you look him up, most of the pictures that you find of him online are mugshots. Uh, yeah. And there's kind of a reason for that. <laughs> but um, I've seen a few videos of him fighting. Yeah. But I mean, beyond that, I mean, I, I do it kind of like... 21 Savage, I do think there's something to his sound, but it is kind of one-dimensional. Um, I don't know if you feel any different about, about what he's doing. Haven't heard enough of him to to, um, to determine whether he's one-dimensional or, or not. Um, the reason why I said the Wayne thing is because on um, on Look At Me, he sounds the way Wayne did on, uh, on Six Foot, Seven Foot mm -hmm. um, with Corey Guns. Mm. You know, his, his sort of flow... Uh, I I saw a, a, a sort of a periscope, um, a periscope thing that he recorded. He was talking to his fans, and what really surprised me is that he was he was addressing Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. He was addressing it. He sounded very articulate. He he was even he was even making commentary on Malcolm X. Mm. Um, you know, it's not the most. You know, it, he's not Cornell West. Sure, but but you know, but but it it was it was definitely it definitely led me to believe that I would give him be most likely to write some real shit one day most likely to write some real shit one day that's, most that's likely to write some real shit <laughs> it's a little it's a little uh specific i know but um but yeah i i think i think just like 21 savage there's a lot of potential based on what i've heard and yeah you're right the the, the persona i think it's it's due to google it's due to the fact that you you type in xxtentacion and you, that's all you're gonna find is mugshots. But That's the thing is, like, I mean, I think he has potential as well. But at this point, I think he also has the potential to end up in a Bobby Shmurda type situation. Mm -hmm. You know, where he's not in prison right now, is he? Yeah. Yes, he is. He is in prison right now. Oh, he is. No, no kidding. You're, you're not. You're not fucking with him. I'm not fucking with you. I Jesus think he Christ. is in prison right now. So the thing is, like, you know, there is chance for it to become a Bobby Shmurda situation where you end up in there so long that your career is essentially just in the trash, yeah. because. Who's really going to be looking for a Bobby Shmurda song when he gets out? You know what I mean? And, you know, maybe he'll, again, maybe he could get in the same situation. I'm not necessarily looking forward to that, you mm -hmm. know, being the case. Um, you know, and, and again, I do think there is musical potential there. But I think if he's ever going to reach that, he's going to have to come clean about some of the stuff that he's done. And he's going to have to just kind of clean up his act, you know, and just kind of focus on this potential career that he has in front of him instead of just like, you know. Uh, uh, putting himself in the slammer, I guess. But um, that's that's all I really have to say about his. Yeah, his not music. not much else. Before we we get into this last person, though, mm -hmm. I want to just throw in two more people that, judging by the rhythm of this conversation, I'm surprised that they weren't mentioned, or maybe they were and they were pretty close. Okay. Uh, uh, designer who you know, I'm I'm sure that's no surprise. But Logic is somebody that I'm surprised isn't on this list. If J Cole was here, Logic should have been here too. You know, Logic, 
I I agree. Sort of. If we're talking about potential, if we're talking about definitely. if we're talking about that, then definitely. But he didn't get mentioned. And designer, yeah. I think, has kind of just fallen off the radar since his last mixtape came out. Because I mean, he had that new single, um, that, and it was okay, you know. But I think if, I think if we. I think if this was last year and we were close to the release of Panda. Was that the zombie one? What was that? I, I can't even remember at this point. Okay. Um, his new single was okay. I think if this was last year and we and we did this recording closer to the release of Panda in New English, then he probably would have made the list. But um, let's talk about Big Sean real quick. I mean, he, he made the list. He got some suggestions. I thought his last album was okay, but to me still, he's he's probably mainstream rap's most non-essential character. Because the best songs on his new album, to me, just sounded like good Drake songs. <laughs> and I'm serious. They sounded like good Drake songs from If You're Reading This. And, and, right. that, and that's really it. Like, those songs, I could hear Drake recording them or hear, or hear Drake writing them or hear Drake, you know, rapping yeah, them. Yeah. You know, his best songs on his latest record, they were good Drake songs. And, and even the worst songs on his new record, they were bad Drake songs, yeah. you know? So it's like... What are you really doing at this point? You know, to me, he's just some kind of rapper who exists out there who is 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 there for people who just kind of want more of the same or just who who, who haven't had enough. You know, I, I want to say that I am a big Sean apologist mm. to an extent, mm. to an extent, not musically. Mm -hmm. uh, I do remember around the time when Control came out, you and I had a conversation. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it was, but I said Big Sean's verse was good. You were like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like you were just telling me like, you, are you retarded? Do you really think he had a good verse? I'm a Big Sean apologist just because of a series of, uh, a series of, of monologues that he has online mm -hmm. that they're just gold. And I suggest anybody in your audience to go look for them. Just type in Big Sean uh, motivation <coughs> or inspiration and you'll find a, you'll find like five or six different ones. Mm -hmm. um, just just him as a person. He seems like a good person. But to his music, you know, recently on on the No Favors song um, with, with, with Eminem, which, um, which was on a, what's the name of this last album? I Decided. On I Decided. Um, I felt this verse was better than Eminem's. Uh, which I mean, obviously, I, I I think Big Sean versus stick out for some reason. I get why people don't like Big Sean because he does sound. Big Sean to me sounds like a better version of what Nick Cannon would sound like, <laughs> like just Nick Cannon, but just a little better. It does sound a little after school special. It, it, it does give off that sort of vibe at, at points, but I, I would give him more lyrical points on this new album because there he were, tries, there, he there, tries. There were more spots on the record where I was like, wow, that was, that was a clever, that was a clever right. It's, a, it's always like there. little clever. He always does that. Like little, just clever wordplay that you sort of just, oh, I see what you did there, but it's never enough for you to, to stick around. Yeah. It's yeah, never and, and the thing is like, it's never enough for you to stick around. And the thing is, like, his set, he, he so blatantly wears his influences on his sleeve. Mm. And the thing is, his, the people who influence him the most always happen to be those who are more popular than him, his contemporaries, people who are making more waves than him. So he just always ends up kind of just drowning in the hype of the artists who he's kind of blatantly copying, in, in my opinion. Mm. Um, you know, and which is why... He only ever sort of grabs the attention of people who don't mind just kind of hearing more of what's already out there. Um, you know, again, I give him more lyrical points on this record, but there's just very little to his style and his sound that I that I could give or attribute directly to him. Um, you know, I I, the, I get that some of his 
most hardcore fans will sort of, you know, argue till they're blue in the face that, um, you know, early, early on, like, you know, we're talking like 2010, 2011, like it was actually Big Sean who was influencing a lot of what Drake was doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, that might have sort of been the case around that era where, you know, people would talk about like, you know, hashtag rap, like, you know, like, a, you know, certain, the certain hashtag style rap verses. But the thing is, since then, Drake has undergone like four or five different evolutions, many of which Big and, Sean... And throw Cuddy in there too at the, at the, at that at that point. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, Drake probably has undergone... Probably even more so, that, more so than, than Sean. Drake has undergone so many evolutions, at least a couple of which Big Sean hopped on the wave of. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, obvious. It's obviously it's a bit of a two-way street there. You know, it's not just Big Sean influencing Drake every step of the way. Maybe a little bit at first, but... You know, Drake clearly took what Big Sean did and just brought it to a higher level, you know, and that may not necessarily be because of just pure skill or anything like that. You know, I'm sure a lot of it comes down to marketability, Um, uh, uh, you know, but but beyond that, I just don't really sort of see Big Sean's place in in hip hop right now. That, That continues to be a problem for me. But um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my take on him overall. So eventually Big Sean will, I mean, if we're predicting what Hobson's next move is going to be, Big Sean's next move is going to be sort of this uh, releasing the sh- releasing himself of the shackles and saying, you know, I've always been in somebody's shadow. Because you're right. No, no, I, I think he's going to continue to be another artist's shadow, shadow he, because he's just because always it just, just comfortable it, there. It just, works, it just works for him. He's comfortable He's not there. a leading man. He's not a leading man. I think it's where he does his best work. It's It's... There doesn't seem to be any pressure for him to do anything else. So I think he's just going to continue down that road. Yeah. All right, man. This has uh, been a pretty interesting conversation. We've gone through a lot of material here. Yeah. And uh, everybody listening, thank you for sticking around to the very end. This has been, goddamn, the, the, the 10 worst rappers out right now. My guest has been none other than D-Respect. Check out his YouTube channel. Check out his Twitter page. They're linked down there in the description. This has been another episode of the Needle Drop Podcast. You're, you're the best forever. Forever.